It's live. I've got a friend. Can't no, listen to me. It's local. Do you reckon Big Boss Rod regrets hiring me? Um, every day, mate, every day. <laughs> and it's a little bit loose. Okay, can you put your nipple away? We're doing a radio show. That would be great. <laughs> Get ready for anything to happen, Sunny Coast. The Ellie and Bex podcast. Hello, podcasters. Hey, you know how your wonderful boyfriend, Dan, gives you massages and you mm. talk to me about them all the time? Yeah. Uh, this is going to sound a little weird. Oh, okay. Do you reckon he'd do me? Oh, I never want to hear I'll, you I'll, say those words again. I'll keep my shirt on. Just this problem with my mid-back. Well, he's in actually in a bit of a, a run of massages at the moment. Every single night for the last five Jesus. nights, he's giving me a foot massage. Yeah, that means he's like playing up or something. Sound wrong. No, <laughs> he's just being loving. It's yes. been delightful. Hey, if you haven't heard, we're giving away a boat. Details, 919cfm.com.au. Uh, and not only that, it's an actually really fun way to win it. Like it's not just it's like, oh, ring up life. and we'll we'll keep your details along with 7 million other people. I'm it. already getting so excited about doing it. I've got to like nut out some time. What about the boat? Oh, Monday's a public holiday. When nothing's open, so make sure you get all I'll your... get my materials though, but Monday yeah. can be building day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. This perhaps could have happened elsewhere. Um, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> Enjoy p- the podcast. <laughs> Catch you soon. Do you know what I'm going to send you out on, podcasters? Right. A little throwback. Of the band Scandalous. I'm gonna about just me, on this myself, and I. I'm gonna. This was a banger. You could just, you could just get his No, name. okay. He's not gonna do you as much as you ask him to, okay? Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. I have just been learning a lot about the world of chess. Yeah. Do you know anything about the world of chess? Not a lot, although there's a massive scandal on at the moment. There's which, a massive scandal. Like cheating and all yes. sorts of weird stuff. And I honestly, I'm trying to get up to date with the ins and outs of it, but I don't yeah. really understand. But in short, the chess world is yes. a buzz. So the forums are going off. Yeah. Everyone's mad. Everyone's up in arms mm. about these two players, the Grandmaster Chess yes. dude. I tried to look it up, but I can't look at pawns on my mm-hmm. internet, so... You can because I know you do a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the world champion has opened up about this, uh, his defeat of this yeah. 19-year-old grandmaster, which I think yes. is, you know, world champ. Yeah. And um, basically he thinks that the other dude is a cheater yes. and he's refused to play against him. And as a result, everyone's oh. like... <gasps> is that the sort of adult version of I'm going to my house and taking my bat and ball? Pretty much, pretty you know? much. So he's like released a statement being like, yeah, no, nah, he cheats. I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. And the other guy's, no, nah, he's a cheater. And so it's this huge scandal that's erupted and it is a massive deal. So much so that he's literally had to release like a proper press statement clarifying it all. Who knew? The smaller... Particularly in the sporting world, the smaller the universe, mm. the more narky and full on it can get. It because does, what you've got right? to understand is, is you take. I've been mostly a couple of footy clubs, but mostly cricket clubs in my life, right? Mm. And what it is is you'll be training a couple of times a week at least after work for a few hours, and you spend an entire day with that group of blokes and their families. Yeah. But then there's also selection nights and whatever else. You end up spending as much time just about yeah. on cricket as you do um, with, you know, and you're on the source half the time. That's yeah. the other thing. True. So well, things it's just get such out of an hand. insular environment, I, you know, uh, when we, that's your whole world. Well, we wanted to talk about um, a scandal that happened at your club. I, one of my favourite clubs I've ever played at, and I, I won't say the name of it because there's still some great people there. Okay. It's not in Queensland. Okay. I'll tell you that much. Let's just say... Very tight group of people, lots of success across a number of grades. We partied together. What 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 sport? Cricket. We played Cricket, okay. we played hard, yep. we partied hard. Okay. It was a really great club and there was a great culture. Yeah. 
fueled a lot by drinking, though, to be honest. Yeah. Um, within the space of 12 months, the president and his wife, oh. who's still one of my good friends, uh, they split up and they'd been together since they were teenagers. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of my best mates within the club, his missus, had run off with the president. Oh, no. And there was been... indications of financial impropriety. <gasps> there were punch-ons. There was just like, you know, um, uh, just things, you know, the club being ripped off thousands of dollars, yeah. booze going missing, all this sort of stuff. Scandalous. It blew up. Yeah. So what happened? Like did you the club, wouldn't believe. Did uh, everyone leave? Uh, or? No, well, a bit of a clean out. A bit of a clean out of some riffraff. <laughs> Roll Were on. you part of the riffraff? No, I moved out? into state yeah, very, sure. very, very you quickly. The drama. Stuff like that happens. And it's one of those things, right, when you're in a club, and it's not just sport. It could be, your, you know, local book club or your mother's group or whatever mm. else, right? Yeah. There's always drama. Yeah. There's always drama within them because there's always – wherever there is a balance of people, there's going to be a power struggle. Yeah. And wherever there's a power struggle, particularly where there's booze, yeah. then there's going to be out of control. So this, Sunny Coast, is your chance to share. You can remain so anonymous. You haven't shared. What happened at – have you ever been – I haven't really in a, been in any clubs. Oh, my God. I know. Well, normally really now is the way you make – Oh, the Moolabar Reds. I've played a season with them. Absolutely no scandal. We all got along really well and loved each other. So, good story, Ellie. Damo's in Caloundra. Hello, mate. How's it going, legend? Good, Damo. Uh, can you name the club you're talking about today or are you going to keep it oh, anonymous? I won't, name, I won't name the club. Yes, okay. Thank you. I, I worked at a small Queensland RSL club that was run by a husband and wife. Husband was the club manager, wife was assistant manager. They separated because he was caught out having an affair with a younger barmaid and then the wife took over his position after he stood down and about six months later they both got Dunbar and Beslan. Oh, wow. Oh, that is scandal after scandal. Amazing story and he did it in 40 seconds. That was very well told, Damo. You you had me hook, line and sinker. But let me ask you guys this, all right? If you're the bloke, the publican or the licensee or whatever and your wife's your assistant, first Mm. of all, that's a bit strange. Um, Secondly... At what point do you go, I don't want to be a cliche? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's younger really played into expectations all that there, sort of stuff. He? How about you challenge yourself yeah. to be a half-decent human? While I'm at uh, it, I'll just take some money from the till exactly. as well. Why you not? Know? Double just down. add to it. And we're talking right now about when your club has been... So, 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 Practice that. All songs are on. <laughs> <laughs> Scandals. They happen at each and every club. Doesn't matter. How tame you think it is. For example, the world of chess oh. right now is up in arms. I've just been reading up on it even more because I'm fascinated yes. by yeah. it. Basically, the world champion uh-huh. was beaten twice in this tournament uh-huh. and pulled out like halfway through the games because this, this kid was beating him. So he's yeah. like, nah. He's ne- then come out world and champion, accused. Grandmaster, right? Yeah, yeah. He's then come out and accused the kid of cheating. Yeah. Released a full-blown statement saying, nah, I did. Mm. I pulled out because he's, he's cheating. And then the other ones yeah. then played. They finally met in a third round. The other ones then pulled out and be like, no, nah, he's cheating. So they're all just throwing stones at each other. But the best part is yeah. the chess world, which is apparently bigger than we mm. realise, yes. has been a buzz on social media. Uh-huh. And they're suggesting that the dude who's been accused of cheating first was using supercomputers inside. <clears throat> I don't know how to put this in tastefully. His butt, right? Yep, in his inside bumhole. his butt in order to cheat. Jesus. So they're saying there was vibrations in there. There's certain things I'll do in life to get (laughs) ahead, and that's not one of them, Chaney. Right. 
<laughs> putting beads Who up there. Who knew? Chess is... I'm going to go home and play chess tonight. Be like well. a walking ballpoint pen, that bloke. <laughs> 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 it? So we do want to know about the God. scandals in your club. Deb is in Karamundi. Hello, Deb. <laughs> Hello, Ellie and Bex. How are you today? Going well, all right. And what was the scandal that rocked your club? Well, um, this is an, an old, old scandal. Um, it's more of a family scandal, but it, it is club-related. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't mind sharing it, but um, so uh, my mum, almost before I was born, almost ran off with my brother's soccer coach. <gasps> oh. And then, um, then changed her mind and stayed with my dad. Yeah. And then... Many years later, um, after my dad passed away, um, this same soccer coach got in touch with my mum and they ended up getting together. <gasps> and my mum passed away oh, nine years ago now. So, like, it's a bit like, you know, when you think about it, it was a big scandal back in the day, but yeah. I just find it kind of amusing now. Well, like, go mum, you know? I mean, if, um, we, if, if we think <laughs> about, and not giving away your age, are we talking, what, 20 years ago or...? A little bit. Oh, well, I'm 45, so, yeah, a very 30. long time ago. <laughs> I thought she was 30. Anyhow, so, but I just want to ask you this, because growing up as a young child from a, a Middle Eastern background playing soccer, it wasn't exactly, in Queensland, the most celebrated game, and there was a lot of shame involved with it. Were you more ashamed of the fact that your mum had run off or that she'd run off with a soccer coach? <laughs> I just want to check. Well, You know their slogan, um, you'll never yeah, sleep alone. I think they would have existed. Yeah, well, there you go, Deb. Interesting. Very we fascinating. We learn about her every week, we don't really we? We really do. Thank you. and Bex. Hello. Right, if you had I'm to go Ellie. through, people, what I just That's had to Bex. go through. What? <laughs> From the other side of the desk there. A thousand miles away. I had my headphones on, so I couldn't hear myself, but I'm betting I sounded pretty good. Did I? Awful. Okay. Hey, we're doing something cute. That's right. 22nd of October, there's about a 20-metre stretch around Cloundra Way that uh, someone's going to have to get across. Lots of us are. Build your own boat using no parts of a boat. So you can't have a boat, but you can build anything that floats. Mm -hmm. Quickest across there wins a Mercury Boating and Outboard package from our good mates at uh, North Coast Boating. Uh, you know, live your dreams, uh, just add water. Yeah, it is such a good prize. So if you've ever wanted a little boat for the family yes. or, you know, even to go out with your mates, hit up some fishing. Or a tender for your super yacht. Yes, then now is the time to win one for free. And the best part is you don't even need a boat licence for this boat. No. You can just take it out. You don't, and there'll be full safety there and whatever else, mm. all ages. If you want to register as a family, mm-hmm. maybe as a workplace team, maybe, you know, father and son, mm-hmm. all that stuff's cool. You mandated early that you and I have to build our own. Mm. That was all. We can have people on our teams, whatever, we'll yep. build our own. So I started to review plans and make some calls and I feel what happened was you went, oh, oh, crap. Look, I've done some Googling. Um <laughs> I Take wouldn't consider myself at. a builder. A shipwright. But, um, I think it's the correct term. Shipwright. A, what? a shipwright. A shipwright. Yes. No, I would consider myself more of a or, shipwright, or, or to be honest. Naval uh, architect. <laughs> that is generally. <laughs> um, no, never built anything before in my life, but I'm keen, so keen to get on board with this. Um, yes. I've designated a little spot in my garage to be my building workshop. You live in an apartment. I do, but I've got one cara- a garage bay. 
Okay. And that is going to be mine. Concerned with how you say garage. So I did a bit of Googling today and I basically just Googled like, how do I make a boat? And then there's... Like, oh, do you want fiberglass? No, I don't want any of that. (laughs) A lot of websites about cardboard boat competitions, right? And I was like, oh, well, there's no one sitting in those because in our race you have to actually float in your boat and Uh paddle yourself across the line. Um, No, apparently you can make a cardboard boat Mm -hmm. that floats enough to support your weight and get you across the finish line. Provided the cardboard's sealed, I'd imagine. Well, there were a lot of specifications to it, but I wouldn't have thought, doesn't cardboard just like crumble when it gets wet? Oh, God. No? Okay. Would you back me to do a cardboard boat? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, silly question. I wouldn't wouldn't back back you to build a spreadsheet. (laughs) I actually don't know how to do spreadsheets at all. Do you want me to tell you what I'm planning? Yeah, yeah. At this stage. I've got a couple of things, a couple of things. Uh, I've I've found a bloke um, not too far away who has some uh, the old food containers, like the 55-gallon drum, about 200 litre. So okay. I, can, I can grab them. Don't worry. Not, there's not more than four made in the universe, mate. You can grab some if you want to. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm thinking pallets on top of that and strapping it in. Or the other option is I've got this cool idea, but I just need a heap of – so if anyone, um, you know, works in civil or construction or whatever, mm. you, I need a heap of um, poly pipe, like stormwater drain oh, pipe. Don't shoot, do call-outs on the um, radio. Okay, if you've got free well, stuff for me as well, um, can I have And it? basically I can just build a frame and sit in that frame because so, the, if the poly pipe's sealed – then it'll be fine. Are you thinking yours will be more of a raft? Well, will it have I, walls? I don't think anything's going to um, resemble a shark cat, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be any. Okay. So you're going for like the survival. There's no Grady Whites in this situation, <laughs> just quietly. I'm just going to try and float across there as fast as possible. I don't want to be beaten by you. Oh, but gosh. I will say this. If you're in construction or if you're our good mate, say Colin from FRI or, mm. the, you know, people like that, I will be offering sponsorship opportunities. What? What? We did not discuss this. Well, the fact that we did leaves it open. Okay. I will be offering lucrative sponsorship opportunities using my wide-reaching governance of all of CFM. Do you so mean... if anyone, if anyone wants to get on board with this freight train... Oh, so he'll let you put a cardboard cutout of your business no, logo on no, the side of his I'm talking, crap boat? I'm talking free plugs. Oh, I'm talking interviews. Come on, on the show. No, I'm talking not allowing digital. any of that. No. You can't, mate. You wrote the rules, okay? Yeah. I sat back and said nothing while you wrote the rules because I knew there will be that many opportunities. <laughs> Loopholes. That you, mate, you've got the Swiss cheese. <laughs> Don't worry about your knob of Okay. <laughs> this is Swiss cheese. Anyhow, register your team. You can win a bloody boat and yeah. a great boat from a fantastic local place. Love North Coast Boating. If you've got a boat of any make, um, uh, a motor of any make or model, mm. uh, those guys are so good. I'll tell you one thing about them just quickly. When I get my, my uh, motor um, serviced there, it can quite often get super expensive when you get your motor serviced. Mm-hmm. Anything to do with boats. Mm-hmm. Those guys are so transparent yeah. about everything that happens and they're really super practical and a you're really honest. So, we love um, you, North Coast Boating. Thank yep. you for getting on board. Now, Sunny Coast, if you're interested in entering yourself, which you should be, because this is a whole lot of fun creating, you know, coming up with things, good things to do with the kids, head to our website now, 919cfm.com.au. No! Ellie and Bex. 91.9 I'm glad we're coming out of a great band like Matchbox 20. Yes. Because I'm not sure if what I'm about to talk about <laughs> is great radio content. It's when the songs hang up the, uh, you know, hold up the, the crap chat. I know. Well, look, I just don't know if I'm the only one who's ever given this any thought or whether okay. it's a, a universal thing. There's no way to do it. Let's rip the band-aid. Tell me. When it comes to email etiquette. Yes. When you're, go- you, you're interacting with someone, right, uh-huh. for example, to lay out the specific situation, today I was emailing my tax agent 
trying to tee up an appointment time, yes. right? Yes. And so it was a string of emails. It was a conversation. How is it a string of emails? As hey, in like back and forth. Can I come in this week? How does Friday sound? Great. Bye. Pretty much. <laughs> well, because long story short, I had to reschedule because the initial Because you've got so much coin, they need extra no, time. No, was on the Queen's birthday or the Queen's ooh, funeral day. Um, <laughs> so they had to cancel. Anyway, so she yeah. gets in touch. Hey, I'm getting in touch to reschedule appointment. And I say, hi, Marianne. I'm so sorry. I completely missed your Way email. Way to name her. I know. Well, that's okay. She lives in Melbourne. It's fine. Um, I Can we reschedule this yeah. appointment? Yep, yep. And then she says, hi, Ellie. I'm afraid the date you're after is not available. And I respond, hi, again. So this is my issue. No. When you're going back and forth yeah. with someone, yeah. do you have to hi and name them no, 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 no. every single time? What you do is you link it with something pretty simple. So read her last email, the one before you responded. Right? The last email before I responded. Yeah, yeah. So when she goes, the one's not available, right? Okay, so she said, hi, Ellie, yes, that's fine. And before that, I said, hi, I could only do okay. October 12th. So you're worried that after the yes, that's fine email, you don't want to go, hi, blah, blah, blah. All you oh, do is I've this. Already, I've already hi again. No, her. don't. Don't hi. Is hi. that rude? But, no, it's not rude. It's just weird. Think about it. If hi you, again. If you say hi to someone. Yeah. At the start of your day, you don't every time you see them thereafter go, hi, hi, I know, hi. but in email, in no, a professional just, email. I'm telling you how you link it. So Give me the, her last email to you. How's her last go? email to me yeah. was, "Hi, I'll send you. I'll send you a calendar invite for October twelfth. That's awesome. Thanks. Okay, so I don't need to say hi. See, I agree. You're, I don't hi, think me, that you, I need to. But in all of her emails to oh me, God. even though they're only oh like God, two everyone, minutes apart, everyone, everyone, it's hi Ellie, hi Ellie, okay, hi Ellie. She has three degrees, and I'm <laughs> always the old dowdy one. But I just have to explain to you what hi means. No, I, are you hi? No, I right know now. what hi. Yeah, I, no, I feel the like time. there's people out there who will agree with me that every time you ha- you send an email, you have to yeah. greet the person. That's just how emails work. Texting, no worries, just continue the conversation. You greet people, but emailing. But you greet people when you first encounter them. No, if you're sending an email, do you walk around? The, you ask for advice. <laughs> you clearly have no idea. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> she doesn't believe me, folks. Well, tell that She's to Marianne because she keeps hiring me. Yeah, well, because you're felt, hiring her back. Yeah, but I said hi again. Don't. Because I didn't want to no hire No more hi. Okay, all no right. More Problem hi. solved. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 BFM. And look, all over the news this week has been the Optus hacking saga. And look, I'm someone personally who got an email from Optus saying, so sorry, your details have been leaked. And I want to know what does that mean for me? Who's, what are they going to do with my details? So we've tracked down a cybersecurity expert. His name's Elliot Delis. He's the CEO and founder of cybersecurity firm Frenesis Security. He joins us now. Now, Elliot, hacking's kind of your game, right? It's your bread and butter. You could say that, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. So when this happened the other day, was it like Super Bowl for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Look, I, I feel deeply sympathetic both to Optus and the people who are affected by this breach. And, I mean, the reality is if you run a telco, you have a target on your head 24 hours a day. Uh, and, you know, any capable attacker in the world will know there's money to be made from trying to extort an organisation like Optus. So, uh, you know, I, I dread seeing news like this because, uh, you know, fundamentally it, it affects people and it, and it does have serious downstream impacts on something is like Is that this. the case in this one? Because I've heard about, you know, cyber terrorism beforehand of like, you know, holding hostage data that's, you know, intrinsic to the operations of a business. Is that essentially what's happening here? 
Well, that is what has happened. I mean, the strange thing that's come out today is that the alleged hacker Optus Data uh, has said that they have too many eyes on them and that they've now deleted all the data. Uh, they don't want Optus to pay the ransom. There's going to be no more leaks. There's going to be no more selling of the data. Uh, that is unusual. Uh, it's <laughs> certainly a good, exa- a good example. Was that, was that, did that come from yeah. the uh, office of the CEO of Optus? It's not yeah. happening anymore. <laughs> Just keep going. Get under your beds. No, it's fine. Well, the sad reality is for Optus, it's not super helpful because once the data's in the hands of a criminal, you really have no idea where it's gone or what they're going to do with them. I mean, it's yeah. all well and good for someone to say they're not going to sell it, but maybe they've already sold it and they just don't want the feds coming after them and it's it's an easy way to try and... Yeah, uh, cover the tracks. Sort of, yeah, exactly. Does that work? Because like in the, in the non-cyber world, that's the equivalent of someone um, murdering someone, running from the scene and going, I didn't shoot anyone, it's yeah. all good. <laughs> Everyone just chill. Everyone just chill, there's nobody. It's a weird thing, right, because you can't copy and paste a murder weapon, but you can copy and paste the score from a data heist. Yeah. So being able to actually follow the trail of breadcrumbs is really, really difficult when it comes to these sorts of investigations. When you said earlier there's money to be made from data like this, how exactly, I mean, this is, I have absolutely no knowledge of this stuff. How so exactly hold them to is, ransom. No, no, is there money to be made from having that data? So for someone like me whose details have been leaked, how can someone make money off me? Is that identity theft or logging into my accounts? How does it work? Well, firstly, you can just simply go to the dark net, which is sort of like the internet for criminals and people that want to access information that you can't find on the normal internet and just say, hey, I've got a million credit card numbers, a million dates of birth, a million passwords, whatever it might be, and just sell them to the highest bidder. You'd be amazed at how standardised the price is of that sort of data. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could try and personally perform some sort of identity theft. So you could try and gain control of someone's mobile device or, you know, financial accounts like bank accounts and try and get information or finances directly. Uh, but typically what you see is that once people have stolen information like this, it's it's much cleaner, neater and faster to simply sell it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then criminals, sometimes they sit on this data for you know years before they actually use it. But um, identity theft is, is usually sort of the most effective way. Or you can use it to craft more sophisticated attacks down the line. So a good example of this one, we may actually see people getting approached by scammers pretending to be optus saying, hey, we just want to make sure that your information is now properly protected, just send us XYZ so they can launch further attacks. Just send so a it can laptop. sometimes take years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just send a laptop to Nigeria and everything will be sorted. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. All right. Hey, we want you to stick around, mm. please, because I've got so many questions about well, this. Up next, uh, he's going to give us a couple of websites you can go to to find out if you've been hacked. I've already looked you up. Yeah. On this one, you've been done five times. Oh, jeez. All right. I've been done seven. Ellie and Beth. Joined right now by Elliot Delis, who's the CEO and founder of cybersecurity firm Phronesis Security, telling us all about this Optus hack, which has affected 11 million people across the country. Look, the big thing with this is is just holding the organisation itself to ransom. And Am I right in saying that in previous years, or it may be something that's still paid for, the hackers or hacking groups who weren't quite as criminal would break into a system like this and go back to someone like Optus and go, if you pay us, we'll show you how we got in. Yeah, so look, in, in, in the world of cyber, there's, there's, we talk about black hats and white hats, right? And black hats are the people that use their skills for criminal you know, adventures. Yeah. And then there's the white hats who are the people who are security yeah, researchers who are just trying to do the yeah. right thing. 
Yeah. What's interesting here is the hackers tried to claim that they were a security researcher and that they weren't able to get in touch with Optus. Probably on hold for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but yeah, absolutely, you know, trying to um, blackmail an organisation based on data that you've received is an effective criminal technique. You know, mm-hmm. you just say, hey, look, this will never hit the news. No one will ever find out about it. Yeah. Just send us a bit of cryptocurrency and no one will ever know. Um, but th- that is very distinct from security researchers who are trying to do the right thing, who mm-hmm. notify businesses to say, hey, I've noticed something wrong with the way, you know, a server is set up or the way that your cloud environment's configured and who are just trying to do the right thing. And a lot of organisations support that by offering what they call bug bounties, where they say, you know, we'll pay a certain amount of money if you tell us, um, you know, in the appropriate find way the that something's gone wrong. Can I just ask a final one from me? Uh, you run a cybersecurity company. Has your business increased since the leak became public? Look, not really. Uh, there's been a lot of people who've been pinging us asking, you know, what can we do? Could we be exposed to a similar sort of attack? But, you know, the sad reality is that events like this happen all the time. And sure. so we're just simply using this to say, hey, look, you know, this could happen to anyone. Make sure that, you know, there's plenty of good resources out there. Like the Australian government has one called the Essential Eight. It's absolutely fantastic for just doing that first pass. Mm-hmm. Do the basics well and build from there. And, and that's the message that we're telling people at the moment. So if, if you could do uh, that, you know, that's a fantastic advice but one change right now, whether you're an Optus customer or not, to better protect yourself, what would it be? Is it a longer password, a crazy password with you know, yeah, hieroglyphics as, in it? What, as what happens? someone like me whose details have been leaked, should I be changing my information? Is that what you're asking? Well, just what well, do you do? I, I, yeah. Yeah. So um, IDCare, IDCare.org, have set up a dedicated page for customers that have been affected by the breach. It has fantastic guidance there about what you can do. Really, if you've been affected by a breach that's already happened, I mean, look, Having a good password and the number one thing I would say is put MSA, multi-factor authentication, on as many accounts as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. If you've already been affected by a breach, well, that's not going to help you because your data's out there. Uh, what I'd then be looking at is go to a resource like ID Care, think about notifying your financial institution that you've been caught up in this breach and just be on the lookout. Look, be, look on the lookout for suspicious attempts to create or access accounts that you have, scammers pretending to be Optus or someone else piggybacking off the hack to try and get at you. Uh, and the other one that I always tell people, there's a great site called Have I Been Owned that's spelt with a P mm-hmm. uh, and that gives you a list of previous breaches that you've come up in and definitely if you go into something like that and you see that your account has come up in a previous breach then definitely change your password, put MFA on it. I generally say that longer, easier to remember passwords are better than shorter, more complex ones. Mm-hmm. No need for hieroglyphics. Just make sure that it's something that you and only you know and that you can remember. God, I've been using the same password for Mag- a long time. Maggot it might be time. Yeah, it might be time. For <laughs> 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 wow, that's just like honestly, Elliot, fascinating stuff. We should actually pay you, but we can't afford it. So, uh, <laughs> Elliot Delis, uh, CEO and founder of cybersecurity firm uh, Frenesis Security, thank you so much for just giving our audience and us a little bit of peace of mind and, and a really factual insight into what's happened and what the future looks like. Anytime. Thanks very much. Ellie and Bex. 91.9, the